just come and go, and so I don't have to follow any kind of guidelines, because on Blah Blah, we try to have a loose guideline that we sometimes follow, and on other shows, we have a strict one, so it's nice to be just like, this may be an episode about snow when it's still 80 degrees out. We don't know. It's up to us. I mean, that's true. To be fair, though, the main topic was to talk about You Look Like Death, and we kind of just talked about privately for That's true. Well, dude, like... You look like that. I really, I know, I really enjoyed it, but I, I'm not too far off from where you were. Where it's like, it's a for me, it was a fun first issue, but it also like it set up the world and it did some for me, it did some cool shit of like building around the Umbrella Academy world. Like I thought it was cool, like having a little drug dispensary and vampire yeah. monkey mob bosses, but you know, it didn't go much beyond that. Which sucks because like I was kind of feeling I was like okay this is me cranking my head around a, pre- a prequel series and I was kind of mentally trying for what date it would be yeah um, and then it was over and I was like all right well that was cool whatever uh, well, it's also honestly kind of weird because even though uh, we had volume three come like finish up this year the last thing me or you saw of Umbrella Academy or, or anyone really was this show and the show even though it's similar is still different enough from the comic where it took me a minute to like readjust back into the comic versus the show yeah which I haven't started season 2 yet I know if you're on listening they're like wow really but like I just haven't gone to it kind of well, focus on other shows yeah, well for anyone so, listening you were working night shift for a long time I think anyone can understand that uh, yeah. that fucks up your watching habits like nothing else I just watch a lot of cartoons man yeah dude that's a when I worked night shift, I would do the same thing. Like, I would literally get off work and just, like... Because, you know, when you get off work after working night shift, the worst part is you can't just, like, fall asleep instantly. You almost have to, like, power down and just, like, watch stupid shit to power your brain down. Yes, I watched all of uh, Raising Hope. Ah. Which I've never seen until recently. A friend of mine showed me that. And uh, that was my thing for a little bit was that show. Yeah, that's how it was here recently with the uh, community. I had never watched it, and I just finally sat down and like that's all I watched for like a month. I basically just binged that and w- and rewatched some. Yeah, I was watching that, then I watched uh, the latest season of Shameless. Nice. It's a little that show. Um, and yeah, now I guess I'm watching. My name is Earl. So I actually have time to watch shows. And I fear my name is always appropriate after watching Raising Hope. That's so. true. I really, honestly, I don't remember a ton of it because I was kind of younger when I started watching it. But I remember liking My Name is Earl. I don't know where it went off, like after like season four, but. I think it can got canceled season, after season four. So, wow. <clears throat> that would make sense. Because it's the Fox show. And it's only yeah. from Fox gets canceled. Yeah. It's not always sunny or. Um, you know, something like that. Pretty much, if it's if it's on Fox, it's got a pretty high chance of. Yeah, like, I really enjoyed Wilfred, and that ended. Firefly ended. Mm-hmm. Um, Race Note ended. Everything I love. Just... <laughs> I forgot about Wil. Wilfred was an interesting one too, because that was a. That was one of the shows. I think my brother really liked. I think the Australian one, and then. So when I started watching the American one, which is also where I think the dog is played by the same person in both of them. Yeah, I think they connect them both. If I'm right, it's been a minute. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. But yeah, that was that was really good. Yeah, there's a few shows like that that kind of just pop in and out, and then they're just gone. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, I guess that was it for that one. That's oh fuck, it was on tip of my tongue. There was a show 
had a similar record that I really fucking love that did the same thing where it had like one or two seasons and it just it didn't necessarily get cancelled I just never heard from it again that's like everything I like is you know it doesn't last long that's why you and I both love young animal stuff because yeah. we know it's probably not going to last long but we enjoy what we can it's true well, um, well fuck even talking about Umbrella Academy it's kind of in the modern 2020 world of comics especially it's weird to be like oh yeah the comics been around for like uh almost 15 years and we've gotten you know maybe like a total of almost 30 issues honestly yeah i was thinking about that today when um realizing that there really hasn't been much like spinoff material for yeah. uh ua to clear yeah I mean, there's that hazel and cha-cha story there's yeah. those um dark horse presents mm-hmm. little short stories and that's it yeah um that was a, yeah which i, I mean, to Adele, I only read that the other day yeah, there's, they're all really they're all really fun. I'm hoping. I know uh, Gerard posted today about being like having most of four written, and I fuck. I hope that's fast because volume three ending on a cliffhanger is a, a dangerous game to play for a series that normally takes forever to get another volume out. And that was a really good cliffhanger because I finally read all of it recently. So I knew that it happened. I just never really. I was busy when that was all going on. Yeah. So I only well, was and, doing shows and stuff. So yeah, when you brought it up during uh, Umbrella Academy. Is one I again some of my favorite books, but I will be the first to say it always reads way better in trade when you can actually or yeah, when you I, can read it back to back to back at least. Yeah, uh, it's been like a week or two ago uh, reading them all back to back, and they read they read so much better that way. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, issues no. issues is fine, but oh yeah, it's well he has gee as, as you know as well as I do, he loves putting in a bunch of like really subtextual weird ideas that when you get to experience together is awesome but when it's been a month you're like what the fuck is this biker gang doing again yeah that's how i felt reading issue the issue and yeah. then i just dropped out and i collected the issues but i was like yeah, i'll buy the trade and sell the issues and i did that that's honestly part of the reason why i stopped doing like reviews for every single issue on my youtube channel because i was like i love them all but i can't do a cohesive review because i'm just like yeah it's cool I can't really remember what the fuck happened before or after this, but I, I know I liked it. Yeah. I know I'm going to buy the uh, Way of the World trade I think comes out, out this week just to have it mm-hmm. from the completest standpoint. Yeah, that's kind of how, especially with Young Animal, I mean, now we just have Far Sector going on with all with only one book left. I'm like, I already own basically every trade except like two or three. I'm like, I will just buy the last couple to have them. Yeah. I've debated buying the Mother Panic stuff and reading all that, but I went into singles because I forgot I had Mother Panic all of it. I fucking... Mother Panic was the one that after they did the, like, split in, uh, like, after she got sent to the Ultimate Universe stuff. Yeah. I fucking loved that. To me, that's where that book became really amazing. Yeah, I was enjoying that. I kind of... There's a a bunch of those books that kind of just ended and I was, you know, reading other stuff and doing other things, so... I just kind of bought them, collected them, and kept going. But, uh, That's how uh, Shade the Changing like, Woman was yeah. for me. Yeah, I... Except I really wanted to do a giant reread of Shade the Changing Man from the 90s and then yeah. do the, the other series together at the same time. Yeah, it, well, it was... Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I still want to go back and finish that. And it's really cool now looking back at all the stuff DC announced where a lot of the behind-the-scenes people at Young Animal are now getting you know, bigger and bigger jobs at DC. I mean, the person, one of the head editors, one of the said people are now like in charge of the digital 
delivery systems for DC, and they're like talking about putting a bigger emphasis on that. So I'm hoping Young Animal kind of became that weird little engine that could because you now Mags has a new uh, that new one shot coming out in December too, which looks fun. But, uh, Darrington art. Yes, that's. I mean that's fucking awesome. I and not yeah Nick Darrington also now becoming like a DC like just a little house artist for tons of cool covers and one pages and stuff. He's uh this generation's already. He really is. He's he he's doing a lot like okay, already. He loves already. Yeah. I mean he loves already. You can tell, but like oh yeah, it's, it's their generation's already, which is kind of cool. Oh, he definitely has because he's done. He has done, I think, uh, was watching any of Todd McFarlane. Oh, it's, no, you watched, uh, well, it's, a, it's you love him too, but it was, uh, uh, wow, I just forgot their name. Uh, Ed Pitt. Yeah. Uh, when he did the interview where he mentioned it, where he's like, yeah, you can do all the covers you want as long as you, like, make a book that's your own to show for it. That way you can go to your every variant cover you want and people will care about it. And Darrington did that. He, he did Doom Patrol, and it's like, hey. He did Doom Patrol and Batman Universe. Like, hey, here's my Batman book. Here's my Doom Patrol. I did every page. It's awesome. Now I'm just going to do a bunch of kick-ass one-shots and variants. Yeah, and I wish it was in the cover of the Strange Avengers book, which I just yeah. dropped completely because I was interested after a while. Yeah. I, um. I think we're both in a similar place when it comes to especially Big Two. Where, like, I'm interested in X-Men, but... Everything else right now is very well um, for me. I'm still in death metal, but everything else is like just kind of existing. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm liking some indie books. There's a book actually in Texas you should check out um, called That Texas Blood. It's I've like heard a crime of it. story. I haven't read it's it, but I have of, heard it. It's not like super strange yet, but there's a hint of there's something like supernatural going on the it. whole time. Fuck yeah. Um, you should check it out because it's beautiful and it's done by um, Sean Phillips' son and another dude. I didn't oh. know he was doing comics, but yeah, it's really good though. It's like a little crime story. Fuck yeah. I'm a... Uh, dude, I, I, I bought it. I haven't read it yet. Uh, I'm really interested to read Chip Zdarsky's new image book. Oh, I have a copy of that too. Yeah. It's on my stack. I haven't that read it yet. Really, I'm pretty sure the main character's name is Daniel, so oh. I had to buy it based off that. So. That's fair. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude, Zdarsky one. Zdarsky's one of those writers where he's up there with like Tom Taylor, where I feel like he is just like one really weird book away from being one of my favorite writers. Yeah, he, I think he's closer than Teeny ever was, unfortunately. So yeah, I hate I, I hate saying it every time because Teeny's like one of the nicest people in the fucking world. So is Charles Soule. Yeah, and yeah, for but both. I hope of they never listen to this podcast. I. I will say this, both of you, if you ever do, you both are really good writers that just, for reasons unknown to either of us, don't always or mostly connect with us, but we love you guys. Yeah, Teeny has the same interest you and I do, which is things like The Crow and Teeny's yeah. goth music, so. Well, like, there's a couple of books, like her, uh, what was it, Death Head, got really close to being a book I love. Like, it was so close. So, like, Young Avengers and stuff, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, Young Avengers, yeah, that's... There's a lot of stuff that sh- I feel like should have been our favorite books, but the fact that they weren't says too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm in a weird place. I know you are too in comics. We're like, yeah, I'm trying to find some indie books, trying to find some other books, and I mean, Killjoys, of course, I'm really excited about. Uh, that was made for me and you. Yeah, it that. Especially me, since I love that album. I don't so know. Much. I don't know who else that was made for. Like, I 
look, I love the MCR, the MCR community. That's one of the few communities I can say I interact with. But Danger Days, I feel like me and you legitimately might be in like the top five fans of that album. It, it, I own a record. I don't have on CD. I thought I'd buy it on CD just because if it was on cassette, I would buy it. Yeah. Um, FYI, if you ever find two copies, I'll pay the shipping okay. if you uh, do that. Oh, yeah. If, I, if they're the cassette or something really cool, that's one I... I like again. I I have tried to stop buying pops, but the only pop I've allowed myself to buy this year, big time, was the the Danger Days Gerard Way one. Because like, well, fuck, I that's the one I'm fucking thing I will buy. I've debated buying that and getting rid of my uh, Sweet Cheers one just because mm-hmm. it's that album. Um, yeah, I. So yeah, no, I even as a huge. That's the weird thing. Like, I, I have in my head, I am like two different MCR fans. Where I grew up loving Three Cheers, but. Danger Days, like, I can also say changed my life in a very positive way. They both changed my life in a positive way, but Danger Days... Danger Days is the album I did not expect to love and ended up being one of my all-time favorite albums. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, it's the one that I've debated getting a motorcycle helmet and uh, going crazy with. Yeah. Um, it's so fucking so. good. It's the one, like, fuck, all week I've been playing, uh, I'm trying to... Uh, I'm debating going back to teaching drums and how I've been doing that is just... Pl- relearning a bunch of songs like na 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 and uh destroy and stuff on drums and that's been most of my week and every time i play it it like makes me happy because that album just it just does it <laughs> it's, it's the album that you play for various types of things yeah um but like the opening couple songs make you feel like you're supposed to rob a bank it's and true planetary ghost sounds like something you'd play at your buddy's wedding after too many whiskey drinks that's true. um you shouldn't drink irresponsibly, whoever's listening to this, by the way. Um, I don't know. It's COVID season. Drink, just don't drive. Drink irresponsibly, yeah, but don't, don't drive. Don't drive. Yeah, don't, don't drive. Yeah. Driving while drinking is bad. I don't recommend it. Like, what happened this past weekend? But that's a different story. <laughs> um, we're not going to talk about that. That's whole fine. Scenario. That's fine. That can, that can be, that can be later times, especially, especially probably not on air. Yeah. I'll, I'll do those things. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, uh, we... Uh, this this might be sacrilegious. We may be the only uh, MCR fans of any degree that's like, I'll be honest, I respect and I do love Black Parade. It's honestly probably my, if I just say if for my personal favorites, it's, uh, it, it's uh, I don't want to say where it's at, but I can just say it's not in one or two. I like Teenagers, I like Mama. Teenagers, I imagine as being a song for Kick-Ass or a Teen Titans movie. Yep, I... I will say this, I, I still love Black Parade, and I think it is, I think it is the best, technically, like, from a technical perspective and storytelling perspective, I, I mean, I get, like, I think it probably is their best album from just that degree, but for some reason, Danger Days and Three Cheers just hit me so much harder, and... Well, think about, like, the fact that Grant's in the freaking Danger Days album. Yeah, it's true. For you and I, that's like, you know... Jesus, so... I agree, Grant's in Danger Day. Grant, the fact that Grant's in Danger Day... Oh, dude, speaking of, I saw someone was sharing art, and I'd never seen this before, but uh, the some, I guess someone had found original like artwork that they had made for storyboards for a video for Bulletproof Hearts. Oh, yeah? And That's they, cool. You have to send it to me, sir. Yeah, I'll have to find it again. I, I know I shared it on Twitter, so I'll have to, I can refine that pretty easily, but someone... They found the original storyboards for it, and because it was going to be, I guess, the first single. And the craziest part about it was uh, Bob Breyer, the original, the uh, drummer for Three Cheers and Black Parade, had a character 
in Danger Days uh, before he left the band, and it's like, oh wow! Like I didn't realize it got that far before he left. I wonder if he'll be in the uh, comic. That's kind of what I was thinking because the style of these storyboards looked. Hang on, I think I've got some savings into you. Uh, the style of the storyboards looked hella similar to the little images we've seen for the comic coming up. So I, I really fucking hope so because, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm all about I kill. It's the weirdest thing in the world to be like, oh yeah, Killjoys. They have a comic that's not a sequel, not a prequel, not connected to anything else. It's just uh, its own weird little thing. Yeah, there was actually an interview with Sean Simon I noticed the other day off previous website that I forgot to listen to and send it your way. But, that, um, Sean Simon, I was saying, really I know he has listened so, to. I was saying, I know Sean Simon has at least listened to Blah Blah, and he's someone I've been trying forever to get one on the sh- get on one of the shows. And I feel like every time I try to get on the show, he's always extremely nice and is always like, "Hey, I'm really busy right now, but I'd love to do the show sometime." So one day. I'm hoping on this show in particular, I've, I've already talked to Derek because I was like, hey, if we get Sean, it's probably me and Daniel doing it because uh, we're much more familiar with his work. I mean, Neverboy is a fantastic book Dude, that's super underrated. I was about to say, Neverboy might be like the most underrated comic for me. Like For me personally, Neverboy, Polarity, and Art Ops are the, the three books I'm always like, how the fuck did this go under so many people's radar? And I really like the first issue of Art Ops, but I don't think yeah. I finished that. Uh, American Barbarian, I think, is pretty good these days. Oh, yeah, American Barbarian's great, Since too. that's all his fault, but, like, that was fantastic. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is so great. Um, have you seen what Tyler James is doing nowadays? No. Art-wise, he did a book, he did a King of Nowhere. Oh, see, I think I actually, okay, maybe I have, got. I know I have the first issue of that, I think. Uh, and yeah, his art switched to uh, oil painting more so these days. Interesting. Yeah, like, wow. yeah, he's doing um, King of Nowhere, and that was really good. Um, Dude, that's uh, this is which is like this weird, dreamy David Lynch Boom Studios project that just ended last month. I think it was that was really fun. Dude, I was really enjoying that little book. I think I think I mentioned this on a blah blah or something. There is part of me that would like give anything for like him. Clunin, Sean Simon, uh, Jeff Lemire, and a few other people just like almost do the image thing and just start their own offbeat print, at least their offbeat press or some shit. I totally do. Because I feel like, I mean, Young Animal, again, we both love it before because it felt like that, but like Scott, you know, Scott Steiner just starting his own like uh, weird little company. I, I hope more people do things like that because I would love to see just more weird books come out. I, know, I In fairness, Matt Kent just also did that with David Lapham, so that's cool. I didn't get a, I didn't get to read their first book because it went to comic shops, but no shop within my area got one. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about the like weird company that does doing uh, yeah, like, like limited bad yeah like bad bad idea comics or some shit like that bad brain something around that. Uh, I think the Hero Trade was the book they just surprised yeah. everybody, which is awesome. I want to read it, but uh, nobody. No, I, uh, I remember hearing about that. Then COVID happened. My brain doesn't really know when things come out anymore. I so. yeah, no, I dude. I, there are still books where I'm like, I'll be like four or five issues behind on a book. I fucking like on the stump. I was like three issues behind on that because I didn't realize that it started coming out again, and then looked like oh, they're already on like issue three or four. Fuck. 
questions around the subject of Killjoys and all this, even the freaking variant covers for this book are phenomenal. Yeah. It's so, it's... like, cut from the cloth that I love. Like, Paul Rinser's in there doing his collage stuff. Even even though I'm now, like, 90% digital, Killjoys is one of the ones where I'm like, no, I'm fucking buying that physically. I, uh, I want those covers. Um. Really, there's some kind of some stuff. So yeah, no, there's there's some really cool shit coming out. I just like you said, I feel like between COVID and just this weird time going on right now, I feel like especially comics have been hit in a weird way that is still affecting a ton of people because everyone, everyone's like trying to figure out what's the next step to uh, evolve the industry. And some people are trying really cool stuff, and some people like you know like Scott Snyder are trying these like interesting Kickstarter ideas, and then other people are like Diamond, and they're like, "We're gonna fucking put a useless sticker on top of our comics." Like, cool, man. That's that's uh, awesome. That's like there when they did the uh, I don't know if you saw them those Marvel variant covers that Diamond did where it just said comics come out on Wednesdays or, or Wednesday's comic day or something oh, like saw that. Those. I know. I was like, who? For one, I'm like. Who is buying this? And also, I was like, "Why? Who? How did this? Like, how did this pass any like standards check?" You think someone would have been like, "Hey, uh, no one is gonna buy that." Like, that's, I mean, I don't think my shop got any. So like, I don't think I I don't think any shop that I know of got any because I think they're all just like, "Yeah, uh, we're not gonna be able to move these." Like, there might be a couple of speculator market people that buy it, and that's about it. I mean, I follow a couple of the speculator guys, and, like, I didn't see them talk about it. Like, no one cared. Like, it was just that thing. Yeah, no, I, uh... Oh, dude, I like what you just sent me. That's awesome. Yeah, you can use that if you want. Why? Well, we probably will. That's, that's awesome. Am I too loud, or am I too quiet, by the way? No, you're perfect. You're fine. All right, cool. So you're sure, good. I'm just using the Mac mic, so... Oh, no, yeah. No problem at all, man. You sound great on there. I think, awesome. Luckily, that's the, the beauty of uh, COVID times is... <laughs> we luckily we live in a, a time period where we still have like tech, great technology with simple mics and shit that work decently. This would uh. I'm surprised I'm not sure my uh Apple uh, microphone headphone headset okay. headset but uh speakers for the actual computer from uh, so much music but dude it, they work MacBooks I I'm disappointed because my my new laptop's not a Mac and it's the first time I haven't had one forever because I bought my MacBook right out of high school like I think with a graduation present and I've had it for like like nine years and it uh it, I didn't want to stop using it I only stopped and got a new one because it literally couldn't be updated anymore and my iTunes wouldn't work with it I like oh well okay because you're one of the few guys who still uses the iTunes uh, I go back and forth like I, I it's, it's kind of like I do with comics where I use Spotify for most of my shit but if it's like i have levels where if it's an album i just want to hear i'll use spotify if it's one i i i know i'll like i'll buy it digitally but if it's one i love then i'll still buy like the vinyl or some shit that's fair but, uh, uh, yeah i much bounce back and forth too so yeah spotify spotify especially during covid i've i've moved to a lot of spotify where i'm like yeah i'm not uh i'm not gonna buy every little like random album that uh, interests I mean, me. I debated buying the Jared Way singles, but I keep expecting like a weird EP to drop where it's like, oh, here's all the singles I dropped last year. I know. I, do it. I keep, I'm the same way. I'm like, 
I don't know what's going on with him musically. I can't tell. I have two theories. I can't tell if it's like, okay, uh, hey, we can't. Like, my, because of my, the COVID, my Ken's kind of on hold again. So whatever we were doing there, we're not going to do anything. And I wonder if he's almost just going through his catalog and like, ah, you know, I didn't finish this. Let me finish this for the show. Oh, I didn't. I, I never finished this. Let me put this on SoundCloud. Hey, look, that phone in song was a freaking thought. Dude, phone it in was great. Phone, I'm, I don't know why phone it in wasn't released as a single and on, like, Spotify and Apple and everything. Like, that's so good. It, uh, so good. That's one of the songs I cannot believe that that didn't make it onto Hesman Ailey or something else. Seriously. Yeah, this one's nice and alien now. Which I don't know, I just can't run recording. Yeah. So. Dude, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of records lately. That's one thing lately. I've been buying some vinyl. Yeah. Because um, uh, Texas has gone some heroes passed away this year, which is sucks. I know. I'm listening to Power Trip lately. I'm not sure you listen to Power Trip much. Yeah, no. I, that, that was a sad one because it kind of. That was one of the ones that came from nowhere. Yeah, like. I was really thinking like days before how I want to go see them live when the shows come back, and then that dropped, and I was like, "Whoa!" Um, yeah. But listen to. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, so that that is one thing with COVID this year, where it's like, I don't want to go completely broke, but next year I'm like, when shows do come back, there are so many bands that I took for granted because like, oh, I'll see them sometime, and now I'm like, no, I'm going full force and making sure I at least see them once. Well, I mean, in a different reality, you and I this year probably would have met about this month time. Dude, it, my, I'm not joking. It breaks my fucking heart looking at my phone because it still has the, uh, like, the reminder, My Chemical Romance, September 30th. And yeah, like, there, there was a very real reality of, like, me and you, uh, like, me seeing them uh, with my brother in Dallas and me and you seeing them together in Houston or something like that. Yeah, so we were talking about, you know, trying to score me one. Yeah, I have a six. I literally had two tickets for uh, the Houston show or Dallas show, and I was going to score two for me and you for Houston once uh, it got like once it was getting closer, and then literally everything kept being delayed. Like, oh, I'll wait and see what happens to tickets, and then uh, delayed. So at least oh, yeah. I now I still have a ticket for my Kim Romance. It's just it's fucking instead of September thirtieth, twenty twenty, it's September 29th, twenty twenty one. Yeah, how's that working for you? Like, do you get a refund, or what exactly? They gave uh, they gave an option. You could either get a refund or have your tickets carry over to next year. So you have them carry over? Yeah, that's, I've waited this long. I, I was like, I've waited this long. I'm not getting rid of them. <laughs> well, another thing for me is, like, I wasn't super stoked about movies this year, except for, like, Dune. Yeah. And I got my trailer, which, if you want to talk about that, I'm not sure if you and What's-His-Face. Yeah, no, the Dune trailer is fucking... We talked a little bit about it. It's like... For one, I want to say this. Uh, as fans, uh, I fucking... I, the trailer was great. I, I fucking... I get why, like, non-fans are very, very, very confused by it. Uh, I can find it confusing. Maybe I'm not that hardcore. I just thought it was awesome. I'm yeah. Space worms. I loved it. I, I I think me and you are more similar. Where I I love Dune. I'm Red Dune. love Dune. Uh, I think Derek's more hardcore, but I think he's read most, if not all, the sequels. Damn. And Derek's the one one day I'm going to poke his brain. Yeah, no, because he, he, he'll be the one that's like, oh, yeah, I, you know, he'll drop those weird facts. So, like, oh, children's okay, but Messiah is really, you're like, yeah, I don't even know what the fuck. He likes Messiah. Messiah was so depressing after a while. I think he did. I could have gotten those reversed. I, I, Derek, I'm sorry if you listen to this. You'll have to come on and correct me. He, 
one of them he really liked. There, I just remember there was one he really liked and one that he was iffy on. I've read the first two, and I have I have the third book. I just you know third shift happened, and you can't really focus on a book like Dune during yeah. the third shift. Yeah, Dune is uh, e- even on audiobook, Dune is something that you kind of have to really pay attention to. I mean, it's fantastic. Like, the first oh, yeah. twenty pages of world building is awesome, and like I see why people like G are a massive fan. Yeah. Um, this is actually the Shard uh, Way fanboy podcast. This is not actually any weird. So. Yeah, I know it's. Let's be honest. <laughs> We're getting a lot of drawn stuff this year, and it was supposed to be the year of My Chemical Romance's return, so it's like, because everything went on pause, so it's like the last time we were really excited was like when a lot of stuff was announced, and now that some of it's coming out, it's like, yeah, we're still going to talk about it. I mean, we got, let's see, Doom Patrol Season 3, which I guess we could talk about, because yeah. I don't think I ever talked about your feelings on the ending of that show. No, did you finally, uh, did you finally finish it? Yeah, I finished it days after you told that there was a spoiler. Yeah, um, no, that's the only, literally the only reason. Told me about that. The only reason I was like, it's a cliffhanger, because like everyone was sharing the cliffhanger on my page. Like, gotta make sure Daniel doesn't like go on and see the cliffhanger. That, that's fair. I'm glad you protected me. I was like, damn you. Yeah, I, well, because I've done it with Derek before in that way, where Derek will like he's he somehow misses a lot of spoilers, but then we'll get massive shit spoiled for him on Twitter. So I'm scared about that for next week, but actually swords, so... Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, yeah, no, I, so, this season of Doom Patrol was so fucking weird, because I feel like it was some of the best Doom Patrol ever, and then, like, I wasn't crazy about the final episode overall, and then the cliffhanger was just, like, a slap in the face almost, like, oh, shit, oh, no, we got no episode next week. Yeah, uh, let's see, I'm gonna look up a list of episodes, because I just heard a Doom Patrol re- season two review. Yeah. Because it's the new weird, and we just talk about the same three things for interesting ways. Sure. Uh, true. shit. Let's see. Season two. What was the episodes? Very also, like, I was nine episodes. I know it was supposed to be ten, but, like, that was a nice format. Yeah. It was weird, because they dropped... It was kind of, I know a lot of people are going to start dropping three episodes at once, and then every week. Uh, I don't know if I'm crazy about that format, especially when it's a shorter season, but uh, you got a good chunk at first. Yeah, no, it's, again, as fans of Drogway and especially the Drog Doom Patrol run, uh, seeing the tire and uh, possible I, yeah. possible shit for season three, if we get Danny Ambulance and Casey, I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't know what I'll do. Even just Casey's helmet, like, colliding in the background, that'd yeah. be sick. I feel like we've, fuck, we got the sex men this season. I feel like, uh... That's a Morrison thing, right? I mean, <laughs> I believe so. It's either Morrison uh, or I don't actually right. know. It's been it's been too long since I've reread Morrison's Doom Patrol run. I've wondered if you wanted to ever do a review. I don't know, comic review series. If you want to do a run of some sort, Doom Patrol would uh, be yeah, a good that's one. A, that's a Morrison thing. Yeah. I okay. That, see, this is probably that sounds right. Uh, do I'll be honest. Doom Patrol. It's like. In my for Doom Patrol of Morrison Run, I love it to death. I remember, like, I remember Scissorman. I remember the, you know, why is the Pentagon five side? I remember all that shit. But there's so much that happens in that. Like every issue of that is so 
Podland with cool ideas and weird stuff that it all blends together in, in the best way. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a good chunk in the middle that's like a drag to get through. And I think it's when they like half the team goes to space. Yeah, and it's, it's, the extraterrestrials of some mm-hmm. type of weird science thing. Here's also my problem, and this is just me. I, I get, because I read Doom Patrol and Invisible so close to each other, in my head I've kind of mixed them almost. Okay, that's fair. That's totally fair. Because I was so. just about to say, I was like, oh yeah, when King Moth's getting tortured, I was like, no, that's not right. That, that's the crossover I can't, I keep waiting for is the Invisible show, because like, that's an action that has to be. Yeah, I, um, Morrison's been talking about it, and I, God, I, I, uh, I hope that happens. I mean, with so many big shows coming out and comic shows, I mean, fuck. We have an umbrella. We have two seasons of Umbrella Academy, two seasons of Doom Patrol, and like two or three seasons of Happy. There's no way Invisibles is going to be that hard to make happen. Oh yeah, but yeah, as far as the um, season two, Red Jack was really cool. Like that was a really neat villain. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not really sure what you really liked. I, I skipped all your thoughts on the show. With, no, I, uh, uh, blah blah. Yeah, so, no, it was, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I really, I, I liked it a lot. Again, because it was so much shorter, uh, it felt, it, it, I don't know, it's, it's almost hard because I feel like we've only seen, even though they're calling it season two and season three, it feels like we've only seen half of a season. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love the Larry stuff of this season a lot. Yeah, the Larry stuff was great. Again, like you mentioned, the Danny episode, uh, the, you know, the sex ghost, you know, that episode. That episode might be my favorite episode of Doom Patrol, period. It was fucking great. <laughs> oh, and we got uh, Pollock's characters, too. Yes! We got, which is super, like, no one talks about, but that's totally a Pollock reference that has to be. Like, yeah, we got the, we did get one Gerard character in the weird way of the, uh, the queen, the, like, the negative queen lady. The yeah. negative queen lady. The pink, the, like, the, the pink lady that makes, like, everyone really dumb. I vaguely know what you're talking about. Uh, I've had to look it up, though. Yeah, I so. can't remember. what. Where That whole story where they're like, uh, the not John Constantine, but basically John Constantine uh, uh, yeah. comes over, and they're like, you know, having to convince him not to breathe in that stuff because it was in the box, and it makes him dumb, and they do dumber and dumber things, and it's like the queen in charge of that had like, is, is technically a Gerard character. You know, uh, the Uma Jelly... I vaguely remember that one now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like, it's, there was a lot of good in that season. I just, I probably actually need to go back and watch it again, because it's so short, and I'm sure. I think that's episode I didn't love was Doom Patrol. Like, it was good, but like. Yeah. I don't think I remember, like, that didn't really leave an impact on me, so I'm looking at no. other ones, and I'm like, okay. Well, I think it's because, out of those nine episodes, I think you had, like, three or four of, like, the best Doom Patrol episodes so far. And you have one or two that just kind of felt almost like filler in a short season. And then even, yeah. even like, the final, like, again, the final episode, I didn't, like, super, I loved the, like, the story that was going on really dug, but the, well, a lot of the other things I didn't super love, and then the, I felt like the cliffhanger almost came out of nowhere, where it's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I like the Miranda stuff from yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, the Miranda stuff was great. Oh, and uh, we haven't mentioned, but the the girl playing Dorothy is like fucking amazing throughout the season. I like her a lot. Occasionally, her voice is kind of annoying to me, but like I really enjoy the character. So yeah, I, I, 
part of what they're doing with it, but it's slightly annoying in spots for me. I wonder how much of that is just, like, all the fucking, like, makeup and prosthetics she's wearing. Is she probably has to have her, like, mouth in such a weird fucking way to talk. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, totally. Yeah, no, it's, uh... It was good. Uh, I'm just... I'm, I'm very... I'm, for one, very excited that season three is happening, and also, I'm very happy that it looks more and more and more like DC Universe is just coming into HBO Max, and they're going to be one thing, because that makes it so much easier. Totally, dude. Because I got... I mean, beginning season three, that's all that excites me right now. So I was like, it's good. Yeah. I'm, uh... So... We get, we get Doom Patrol season three, uh, or probably, I mean, definitely gonna get Umbrella Academy season three. It's, it's, uh, again, had COVID, had COVID not happened, this would literally be like the best year for Gerard Way and all the Mike Kim boys. This would be like, everything is coming up him and it still is all coming up him. It's just, there's a big cloud of shit in the air for everybody. Despite the show being HBO now, the show still has this feel of like now everybody knows what you're talking about, which is kind of yeah. cool. Like, yeah. I kind of like the element of like it's still like this, not really underground, but. Um, well, it didn't. I guess the, the easy comparison is Umbrella Academy blew up so much that it's having. It is having that weird issue where I, you, I like, I, I know you're saying, I never want to gatekeep, but it does feel kind of weird. And it, it, it is a good thing to see, like. You know, eight-year-olds running around with, like, a class pop. But it also is kind of weird to be like, wow, this got really, really big. Yeah, it's, it's hard to go to Hot Topic and see it, because I was just, like, for so long, it was just like, oh, that's the Gerard Way thing, you know? Yeah. Like, um, but to see, like, my dad watch the show, was just like, what? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's, that was the same way with my mom when I was talking about it. And she's like, yeah, we tried to watch it. We couldn't get into it. Like, wow, the fact that you even, like kind of watched it is like really weird yeah no it's it's, uh, it's crazy it's so. crazy but hey honestly this is selfish of me but uh all i all i keep thinking of hey umbrella academy got a tv show on star course once they run out of that material i feel like they've got to go kill joys and i that's all i care about oh me too i keep waiting for it yeah it's like hey uh, I know you guys are coming out with the new comic, but you also, uh, you know, just uh, just put, you know, just have a Killjoy show. Why not? You can film in the desert. That's easy to film during COVID. Or just make an animated show. Honestly, dude, animated show, and uh, like have dude, if they did an animated show and had just like fuck, just use B sides, B sides from Danger Days plus the main album as the soundtrack. I mean. It's clearly the, the dude likes animation. I mean, yeah, come on. Well, it's true. Like, animation. That's a good point. Okay, this see here's the problem with my nerdy self because if you do animation, you could technically also uh, get the same cast from the music videos to voice their characters, and uh, I would fucking love that. Oh my gosh. That's a great. That's a. I didn't even. That just dawned on me when you did that. You get Grant Moore. Come on, you can't tell me Grant Morrison wouldn't love to voice his own character in an, in like an adult animation show. That sounds like a dream. That sounds like a dream for literally every member of the band, every member uh, that was involved, the kids. Get, you can have Becky Clunan on the show as a character. I, I don't know. I can. I can see Grant doing it. I don't know if I can see like Becky doing. 
a thing. I don't know. I don't really, obviously I don't know these people. I feel but like... Anyway, um, Michael Conrad, I've actually talked to about possibly being a guest on the show, and he's interested, by the way. Ooh, that would be cool. I don't know if I told you that. We'll just say that on air. But, yeah, um, that would be fucking awesome. I need to... Um, he's really nice, by the way. He follows me on Instagram, which is wild, but like, yeah, yeah, we chat occasionally. He's a really uplifting human being and very sweet. Dude, fuck so, yes. That, yeah, I'm always down to have guests on the show. He's got some uh, independent work you can buy digitally, too, by the way. Hell really yeah. Good. We should... Oh. Uh, speaking of that, we, we won't say anything on, on it for sure, but we should say you have some friends that have a, a pretty cool comic coming out. Oh, yeah. Uh, my buddy Ben and his other buddies, I yeah. forget his artist's name, and his co-writer have a book called Trail of the Grave coming out, and it comes out in November. It looks really, really fun. I, this is a problem. I want to fuck, this is one of my weird cure, just as someone who, uh, hasn't made any comics, but people keep, like, connected to me and connected to you keep making cool comics once covid is over we need to find a way to get uh, all these people together and us together and have some kind of weird like not either just at another convention or something a weird little night nerd night nerd comics and podcast thing because uh Uh, i actually talked to my buddy and he's interested in doing an interview with us by the way i would love that's another person i would love to have on the show if we can get him if we get both of them on the show because yeah. Ben's great he's a really nice guy he really Fun. likes uh, wrestling and metal and comic books so the, I mean I'll be honest seeing with their little hype video uh, seeing the book that basically looks like if uh, Morrison's Nameless and like Spawn had a baby I'm in yeah you should really buy it honestly Scout Comics has found some really good stuff right now as yeah. far as a publisher Dude, I, books are, you should check out Scout and Vault right now both have a lot of interesting uh, shit coming out that I'm. Have you read Gut Ghost yet? Yes! I fucking okay, love Gut Ghost. Gut Ghost is so good. It is. Yes, no, Gut, Go- uh, Gut Ghost. Gut Ghost is one of those books I, I saw. Oh, where was I? I was in San Antonio with James, and uh, we were looking, and it looked awesome. I was like, I should buy that. And I didn't, and then so I like found a copy online and ordered it later, and I was like, holy fuck, this is uh, really good. Yeah, no, if there's, a, there's a few that we can, if we can, like, again, the only one right now is, like, I've been in, in, in and off conversation with Sean Simon trying to get him on the show, and I think he would do it, and I think he's interested, he just, now I know why, because back in, uh, well, I think we, I first talked to him back in, like, March, and he was like, oh, I'd love to do it, but I'm really busy, I didn't realize, dude has Killjoys, uh, Umbrella Academy, the book he's doing with Mikey Way, he's had a few oh, other, yeah. yeah, is that out yet? No, that's coming out. Uh, I think November. I can't remember that. Yeah, that's because for Mikey Wayside Project Band, that's their next concept album. It's like, dude, there's a there's a lot. Oh, and Collapser. Yeah, the other book with Mikey Way. Fuck, he had that too. I forgot you part of that. Yeah, like Sean Simon. I he's one of those people where it's he's the ultimate like he at this point I feel like he's almost an unofficial member of My Chemical Romance. He's like their fifth Beatle as he far pretty, as the writing side goes. Pretty much is like well, he writes for all them. He uh, he's really good friends with Frank. He was on. He's like kind of the main person on that podcast. He was like, it's that was the, a good podcast. It was. I'm like really sad that, especially during COVID, they didn't bring it back to do a big thing. Seriously, because <laughs> like it, I don't know. I guess that's kind of why. Like also meeting that dude that has a bunch of the old Mike McCormick's eyeball record shit. Where it's like hearing about a band that I like them that I admire that got so big. It is so cool when you hear the stories of. Hey, yeah, they were once in a band that was the same size as my band. 
Like, there's yeah. something, like, hella inspiring to be like, oh, yeah, when we were playing in front of, you know, 15 people and we were sharing a fucking, we were sharing a, a, a practice space with, you know, bands that would go on to be Thursday and Taking Back Sunday and all these other bands. Like, talk about a, like, cool little art collective moment of just no one knowing what they would end up being, but everyone being like, oh, yeah, you guys were, like, literally on the edge of a really cool frontier of music. Which, uh, by the way, speaking of bands, my uh, friends that I would roadie with and hang out with and now play Pathfinder with, um, they uh, dropped their second EP Oh, fuck yes! So I need to send that to you to enjoy. You definitely uh, do. You you definitely do. You should buy a copy. That'd be sweet, too. I could definitely. I could definitely do that, because I really dug... Oh, fuck, they have a couple songs that were like, uh, with a black sedan. Is that it? Yeah. I really like Black uh, Sedan. Yeah, they recorded. So I'm going to send it to you via Spotify real quick here. Fuck yes, please do. Please do. Because, yeah, no, they're, they are, they, they, they seem like a really fun and cool band. I like them. They're good kids. I mean, right. the three out of the four of us are playing uh, Pathfinder together right now. Which is, like, fantastic. Watching all of us get nerd out about goblins and dragons. And I'm, I'm also kind of... I'm a, I'm a little jealous just because, like, yeah, for one, I love playing Pathfinder D&D and getting to play with friends. I have, like... A group that is slowly starting, but man, that's my biggest goal for 2020. Which, to no, as like most people's goals, to no fault of my own, couldn't happen. Was I recorded a shit ton of music and trying to find a band again, and uh, that is infinitely harder <laughs> with uh, COVID. Where it's like, hey, you want to come try? You want to come do the band stuff? Uh, yeah, uh, you have. You don't do stupid shit, right? And don't have COVID, right? Yeah. I mean, all my buddies around here have just been dropping music or, you know, yeah. playing this. And, which, by the way, if you're ever starting a game, I'd love to get a jump on. Oh, for, fuck uh, yeah. Because I like, I'm enjoying the game. I'm doing my buying a Pathfinder book. I never actually play D&D, so. Oh, fuck yeah, I know. We are, we may, we may, may have to get an off. Because I know so. uh, James and Mike, uh, boyfriend and friend, and uh, we're starting in the process of like the very early stuff of trying to plan one out. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we may start that. Uh, yeah, I'll take a guest spot. If you Hell want me yeah. to jump in. Hell That'd yeah. I'd fun. love that. I'm going to try. I think hopefully, I think in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to try to, cause I was doing that weird quarantine music project of trying to have a new song a week. And I'm thinking I'm going to try to do that again. And, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to get back. COVID, it's, it comes in waves. We're like the beginning of this, like, uh-huh. yeah, this won't fucking, this won't keep me down. I'm going to release all this music. And for like six weeks, I was doing a song a week and loving it. And then it like, oh, this is still going on? Okay. Well, you were doing the art. That was pretty cool. I was really digging the uh, oh, thank you. costumes and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of been, uh-huh. through COVID, the one thing I've been consistent on and I'm proud of is like doing art every day, doing, even if I don't release it all, art every day and music every day. I do my best to do it, so hopefully when this shit finally ends, I'll be able to have some kind of cool release of some kind. I'll tell you, man. I got, I got, finally got some new mics in the day that I'm hoping to record with this weekend that I'm pretty excited about, and we should, we'll see. We'll see all that shit because that's, that's uh, yeah. always the fun part of trying to be creative. Is like. It's always a thing of talking's really easy about it, and then when you get to do it, it's like, oh, I don't have any great ideas right now. This is the time yeah, I want to do it. Most of my life. Yeah. So, um, and I don't know. It's been kind of fun. Court right now, I'm just mentally adjusting to like not having to sleep all day right now. I so. do. I I feel you. I feel you so hard on that. Like I feel for you too. Because when I 
that, that transition from working that third shift overnight shift to going back to a semi-normal shift is like a, just a bizarre feeling. Well, it's also kind of nice. It's like I don't wear a uniform now. I can just oh, show up in a shirt and you know some jeans or whatever, and that's it. Like that no, is no one cares so nice. what you're wearing. I'm just you know once you're wearing a shirt, obviously. Like yeah, yeah, it, yeah you can't show. You, you come up just wearing a fucking g-string. You may raise a few eyebrows. I mean, Maybe that's what I want. You know, hey. I want some attention on, on grabbing these days. You never, hey, you never know, dude. You maybe you deliver more than one package. You know what I mean. You never know. I mean, you know, I do do that other project for fun. I mean, that's you, true. You saw what I posted recently. That so. is true. You've had you've had some solid modeling gigs this year. That's the second one I've done because you know COVID kind of ruined a bunch of whatever ideas. Yeah. Um, so I mean, most of my projects this year kind of hit the drain. That was interesting to realize and. I'll do that. I'm just trying to uh, focus again. So yeah, COVID. That is not. I feel like everyone listening for like all they're talking about is COVID and Gerard Way. <laughs> That's all that's happened this year in our books, pretty much. Is it sad and streaming lots of random stuff? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it. Which I, good. Good. I know what you're saying. Good. Oh, I just. I was just saying, like, most people, it's like, it's sad because I feel like 2020 started out with a year where it's like, oh, my God, everyone, we got our shit together. All this fucking cool shit's going to happen. There's all these amazing concerts, these amazing things. You're getting this going. I'm getting this going. Things, boom, boom. And then it's like February hit and March hit. And it's like, okay, it looks like it, it may take a break. And now it's like, well, it's fucking September. And uh, basically the past eight months didn't happen. There's been some cool spots, realizing, you know, I don't always have to need new comics to survive. There's always old stuff. Um, that was one thing that was kind of cool to realize. Um, yeah, it was a, there was a moment there that, like, having a forced break, honestly, the two things that COVID did, accidentally did something cool, was having a forced break from comics and a forced break from uh, the MCU, honestly made me kind of uh, appreciate both more. Personally, I didn't really care what seemed like Widow. So I, mean, I was like, all right, cool. I so. don't, I per, I don't, uh, honestly, yeah, I don't really care about Black Widow, but now I've gone from I don't want to see it to uh, I will probably see it. So that's. I mean, that's yeah. Something. It's still like Eternals, dude, I was interested in. There were some A24 movies that are supposed to drop. Yeah. That was really cool. And then I'm not sure what happened to those at all. Like, I'm not sure they went to. Yeah, there's... Speaking of which, there's a weird movie called Gutterbug that's like post-positive punk rock guys and weird music that's probably not that great, but it's on Apple Apple movies. Yeah. That looks like you and I speed that I need to like rent and let you know if it's in a good bit. Hell yeah. There, well, th- yeah, this, is, this has been the year of giving random movies a try just because they're new. I tell you, dude. That's like I watched... The other night I watched The Binge, which is like... 20% yeah, it's, I wasn't sure that was It's like 20% a parody of The Purge but like all drugs are legal so it's like oh that's kind of a funny idea and then it's like 80% people trying to make a comedy that has moments that are okay and then 20% Vince Vaughn being like old school Vince Vaughn and actually being kind of funny like it's a weird movie everything Vince Vaughn is in in that movie is at least it feels like a comedy and it makes you laugh. Everything else is just kind of like, man, they are really trying hard to make a comedy and they they gave effort. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's 
I don't want to be too mean to that movie because it's one of the first movies I've seen in a while where I'm like, man, they clearly tried really hard and they got a couple things really right. But then everything else is kind of just like there. Yikes. Have you watched uh, Big Time Adolescence? Oh, how is that? I enjoyed it. I mean, I never seen much Pete Davidson, but it's pretty great. Yeah, Pete Davidson's oh. had a ton of shit this year. He had that. And then King of Satin Island, which honestly looks so similar to that, I'm shocked it came out. Like, in the same I time frame. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to, because Steve Buscemi. Mm, so, that's a good point. I love, I love Steve Buscemi. Did you watch uh, Raised by Wolves at all? Okay, so, my HBO, and I saw it, and I was like, I don't know what this is. It looks really weird. No one really me what it is. It I is. I want to check it out. Is it good? Oh, it's fucking, I'm, I'm loving it so far. So, it's... You can look what it essentially is. So it's a really Scott produced it and wrote it, and he directed the first, I think, the first episode and a couple other random episodes. Okay. It it it's so. I mean, honestly, my opinion. I don't think he has said this out loud. It fucking feels like the Prometheus sequel he wanted to make. Because huh. sounds cool. Basically, the show is uh, these two androids escape a religious planet who are filled with religious people and persecute atheists. And they land so they can raise these kids that they basically make in their own little lab on a ship. And then uh, craziness ensues with the religious ideas, AI ideas. I, and, I love this already. I'm yeah. totally checking this out. Yeah, so. it's uh, and the first episode, directed by Ridley Scott, written by him, and it looks it looks amazing. It's fun as fuck. And towards the end, again, gets crazy violent. I will check it out. And I'm going to for a second season. So... Yeah. Good. It's see, seven episodes. How many episodes is it? Do uh, we know? Eight episodes. Yeah, it's something like that. Because let's see, I think they dropped uh, the first three episodes at once, and then they've had like two or three. Yeah, probably five or six episodes out now. Yeah, uh, I put in mine still has HBO now, so I'll probably yeah. check it out here. Um, it's totally worth it. So I wanted HBO Max, but I was kind of waiting until job switches. Now I'm just kind of waiting a second before I pull the trigger on things. But um, yeah, I understand that. I know Birds of Prey is on there. I still watch Birds of Prey, and that came out this year. So, yeah, it's Birds of Prey is actually pretty, really, really fun. I've heard nothing but good things from people who like aren't complete interesting <laughs> people. Yeah, um, if you know what I mean. That's fair. But I'm also the very much like I don't really care anymore what the like, critics think. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm uh, I have like two or three. Uh, critics that I still like, I respect, I like them, and their interests are similar enough to mine where I will still, you know, give them a chance and based off what they say, but I'm definitely over. There's been a few, so many movies now where I'm just like, yeah, I'm just over, like, the, I'm over the divide of the best ever, the worst ever, this ever, this ever. Like, I don't care. It's, is it fun? Do I enjoy it? Like, Guns Akimbo is a good example. I watched that. That was pretty fun. I forgot that was just come out this year. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's, yeah, that's another um, another one that just like flew by, but it, it was fun. There's been a lot of good documentaries this year. Uh, I watched the Rob Williams documentary recently. That was oh, nice. heartbreaking. Yeah, that's like I, last night I watched uh, the Social Dilemma, which is essentially a documentary about social media, how it's destroying how it's destroying America. But it's like all the interviews are done by like founders of Instagram, people who worked on uh, Facebook in the early years. People worked on Twitter and all people who like made all the algorithms. It's like, oh, it's terrifying to hear them talk about all this stuff and see how it really is. Like, 
basically Skynet, and it's just instead of Skynet killing us, Skynet has convinced us to kill ourselves. But cool. We will. But there was that. There's been a lot of good wrestling documentaries, which is weird. Yeah, uh, but it might as well be on the Dark Side of the Ring, which I probably need to watch. Dark Side, yeah, Dark Side of the Ring is great. I think it's all on Hulu now. Yeah, uh, uh, Vampire, uh, Nell in the Coffin, The Fallen Rise of the Vampiro just came out. It's great. Uh, I guess it's a wrestling one. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, it's Vampiro was Vampiro an interesting wrestler where he was. He's from Canada. Was like massive in AAA in Mexico. Was went to the states and in WCW was real was really popular. But they never knew what to fucking do with him. Uh, so, and because he had like like had dark hair and face paint, they're like, oh, he's too similar to Sting, even though he's very very different. And he he's uh wrestled with the Misfits, like he brought them into WCW. That's cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, and then uh, you cannot kill David Arquette. Is like shockingly good. I keep seeing people talk about that from like the comic shop. I guess. Yeah. So it's really good too. Yeah, he's a. I will have to. Well, good. this guy does kind of like thing. Yeah, he was. He's a. He I was not aware of this guy. Yeah, this is crazy. I'll have to check this out. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's like also kind of heartbreaking, but really good too because he's got a very, very, very punk rock attitude. Basically, became a wrestler because he he loved wrestling and he loved Sex Pistols. I was like, oh, I'll just do, wrestling is like a punk rock theater. I'll just do this. That's really cool. Uh, let's check out the documentary. Was it yeah. Lucha Underground? Oh, I remember that show. Yeah, he was on Lucha Underground. He was a commentator. He had a had w- he had one match on there that was crazy barbaric. He's he's a typical wrestler of should not wrestle, shouldn't ever get in the ring. But like ever, like once every two years, he's like, eh, I'll try to do the super dangerous match for no reason. Like, uh, yeah, okay. this is sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna totally check this out. Yeah, no, he's a, he's great. He's a he's a really awesome. Uh, That's really why awesome I game. like our little show because it's you and I throwing things at each other, being like, "Hey, remember oh. this thing?" Oh, okay. Fuck yeah! I mean, that's uh, for anyone listening that for some reason hadn't listened before and just found us. Yeah, that's kind of the whole how this show started was just like, "Hey, we like cool weird shit. Uh, let's talk about other cool weird shit." I stalked Colby on YouTube, and he took a chance on me. That's right. I don't know why. Because you were you were the most you were the nicest of the people that weren't like that. The short period where for some reason. Uh, my channel got some attention from Young Animal and Jared Way. I was like, okay, I got some cool people there, and you uh, stuck around. Shit. Uh, it was awesome there. That was, dude. That's what I miss. I miss. Uh, I, that's the one thing I do miss about Young Animal big time. Is like, it felt like the community around Young Animal was growing at a good rate. Yeah. And I, I do do miss having that, but uh, it's still cool that comics. That's a, like one time in my life where like comics had the same effect of music, where it brought. Like several people that brought me and you together, brought other people together. It, like it was a cool little moment. <laughs> but, it's uh, wild, honestly. It's, yeah. I've never actually met you in person yet. But I know. Again, that's yeah. Not to harp on COVID. Not, but it does suck. With like, yeah, no. This is like looking at the calendar. It's like, yeah, this like this day exactly could have been a day we were meeting. Are we actually recording on the day that uh, that would have happened? Wow. We're we're pretty close to it because uh, the show was September 30th, and we were talking about you like flying down like a week or two before, so you could like actually hang out in Texas for a while. It's it's in the back of my mind. I still want to check out Texas in general. Um, yeah. I just haven't yet. Well, obviously, with everything going on right now. Yeah. Well, don't so. worry, because Texas is Texas. Half the state still feels like it's open. So uh, there's that. I mean, I'm in the 
seems about when it comes to states. Yeah, so. uh, yeah. It was. It is like for anyone listening to that's like, yeah, I know there's a million different beliefs on COVID and stuff, but it is still weird to like go by a, like a mall and be like, wow, that is so packed full. It looks like Black Friday. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's an odd one. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, a fun thing. Oh, and then what else? Then I finished my little thing from earlier. I watched the Run and Stimpy documentary. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, cool. it's. I actually dig it because it goes with the whole show, but also it it doesn't shy away from the controversy of the guy who created it and has like the main one of the main accusers also interviewed at the end. So it's like oh, okay. And then watched uh, Class Action Park, the uh, documentary about Action Park and, like, all the lawsuits and all the crazy shit that happened there. And uh, how it's like, oh, yeah, this uh, should thing should have been shut down forever ago. How the fuck did this thing exist for, like, 15 years? I literally just saw this on Hulu and I thought, uh, and I ate Hulu, HBO. Yeah, it's it's really fucking good. It's Jeez. HBO's like the, the image comics right now when it comes to cool content. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I keep saying this, like, people people kind of shit on HBO Max sometimes, but I'm like, dude, no joke, HBO Max and HBO Go, like, all the HBO family of streaming shit has so much good shit on there. Yeah, it's, like, a lot of content. Yeah, like, it's so like, much stuff. Yeah, it's 15 bucks, but, like, I really have debated because it's, like, so much going on. Yeah, well, they also have, like, a not not all the Criterion Collection, but a lot of the Criterion Collections on yeah, there. Yeah, you can watch Eraserhead on there anytime. Yeah, Eraserhead, like, all all the old, weird Japanese samurai movies I love are all on there. <laughs> all the, like, just all the Cartoon Network shit's on there. A lot of Rooster Teeth stuff is coming. All the DC shit. It's like, yeah, they kind of, uh... All the all my weird specific nerd interests they have. Yeah, it's uh, it's very tempting. I'm glad, but I want somebody to borrow it. But like, I'm very close to like describing it. And it's I can say honestly right now. Oh, it also has all of Doctor Who. So or not all the all the new Doctor Who stuff. So for me oh, personally, sorry, I didn't realize that. Nice. Yeah, it's like it, it's got the most odds and all the Studio Ghibli films, which I still don't know how they have that, not Disney. But there's also like all aliens and all the nightmares, which are sick. Also, another weird thing where it's like, where it's like, hey, uh, we signed these deals with Fox before Disney bought it, so fuck you, Disney. They're ours. Are you familiar with Tubi, by the way? Yes, I. So I, I've, I don't have it, but that, uh, but I, ha- I have used it in the past. Okay, because like I feel like that for like a bunch of weird '80s B movies. Yes, especially they a lot have, of '80s horror B movies. Tubi, so more- recent stuff too, but like yeah. it's crazy what they have on there. Tubi's one of those, and then uh, Shutter is my low key one. That's like uh, Shutter and Amazon Prime are low key. Have like a bunch of great shit too, but they're not the easiest to navigate, so they can be kind of annoying. Amazon's really tricky with their whole search engine, but it does have a lot of A twenty four films, which yes. I like. Yeah, no, Amazon is very because you can go to where it's just Prime, but like even on the app, if you search, it'll still bring up. It's like it reminds me of the old Netflix, where it would search and it would bring up everything. We go over to it, like, oh, well, you can get this in, on the DVD or Blu-ray. I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. I just want to stream it right now. Yeah. That's how, and I get it, because you can rent most things off of Amazon Prime, which is also, I guess, in fairness, kind of a cool option sometimes if you want to be like, oh, I really want to see this movie. I'll just pay the three bucks. So, dude. Yeah, no, it's, uh, there's too so, many. So, uh, okay, that's right. Oh, I was just saying, that was pretty much, I was saying there's too many great streaming right now. That's what they, I get overwhelmed by so much options. There's there's so many things and so many different accounts that yeah, it's just a lot. 
So yeah, that's like once I have that, and then throw in my my weird wrestling ones too. It's like it's too much. See, that's one I need to borrow from you. Some of the wrestling ones. Yeah, there's a <laughs> there. I, I've narrowed I've, I've narrowed it down now. But the, the, the sticker does not sound uh, well. I I was gonna say you, you need to uh, you should watch borrow my DDT Pro one, but then I was like that's gonna be hard to explain because that one is a Japanese one where you like have to like it's just confusing as fuck to log in because it's all in Japanese and even when you translate oh it, it's gosh. like in very it's in like very rudimentary English where it's like it's literally like you know you hear I'm like ah that's log in okay. Here's it, and it worked like that in New Japan. They work, uh, but I have knowing how popular they're getting in America, I have no clue why they don't have a dedicated like American English app or some shit. Because it's it's annoying. Like I'll look at my PayPal statement and it'll just be like, ah, oh, you know, like five dollars for this comics this year, nine hundred and ninety nine yen. I'm like, what's? Oh, okay, that's my weird Japanese streaming platforms. Well, uh, on a side note. Do you know that HBO Max has the sequels to Lost Boys? I did not. I just discovered they had them. <laughs> that is a. That's a. I've never seen them. I don't want to. Yeah, like, I don't either. Dude, there are certain movies where I'm like, how and why did this get a sequel? But yeah, it's the uh, Frog Brothers sequels. Yeah, that's that's like fucking S. Darko and movies like that, where I'm like, I'm never seen S. Darko, and I don't want to. I saw it, and uh, it's not even bad. It's just it's compared to City of Angels. How is it? Ooh, not good because City of Angels. I feel like there's City of Angels. There's a it, City of Angels reminds me in some ways of like uh, kind of of like Suicide Squad. Where like underneath a lot of shit, there is a movie there. Uh, but City of Angels is at least well, City of Angels is better than Suicide Squad, where at least we see a movie. Uh, I'll put City of Angels. I'll put I'll put City of Angels more like uh, the original Batman versus Superman. If we if we would have gotten like a director's cut of City of Angels, it would be a, it'd probably be fucking amazing. Okay, but we uh, Which, never did. There's a weird history with that whole edit. Yeah, that whole edit, but um, that is I think whole thing about how that movie's been torn apart. Yeah, I kind of want to see the original cut. I can't remember where. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I can't remember where there is. I watched a documentary or something that that was a part of where they were yeah, talking about. I think it's a YouTube guy that's got like a whole like this is where what they're missing, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. I mean, there's like Iggy Pops in that one, which is kind of cool. Iggy yeah. Pops and Sea Angels. Uh, there's dude. There's a couple of. We are both talking the crow. Yes. Sea Angels. Yes. Right? Okay, I'm just making sure because I just forgot there was another movie called Sea Angels. Oh no! Sea yeah, Wade. not the not the like Iris one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it is a great song, uh, but uh, yeah, no city of a. It does remind me a lot of like all the Snyder cut stuff happening, where you see like oh, like that movie where you see like the stuff that was cut out, like oh wow, yeah, this was like a different movie at some point. Yeah, the whole history of that movie is like crazy. Um, yeah, the fact that Obar has nothing to do with them is still wild. I mean, it is like. He's such a nice guy to meet. So. Yeah, Obar is always interesting to me as far as the crow goes because it seems like he'll like write a random crow story once every like seven years. Uh, but then everything else with the crow, it sounds like he kind of just 
you know, it exists. I don't, I don't, yeah. he, he doesn't seem like he cares at all about, like, he doesn't seem like he's mad about them either. He just seems like they're there. Who was the director for uh, the second movie? Did, um, see, it's incomplete. We did a bunch of the Curious music videos. That doesn't shock me. I know I did not know that, but that doesn't shock me at all. I mean, soft sell, psychedelic first. Like it kind of works. Why he did it or tried to? Yeah. Some Bowie stuff. Well, that's like. Uh, who was it? Was Mark? Uh, yeah, Mark Webb, the guy who did Amazing Spider-Man, is the guy who did a bunch of like the Three Cheers. Um, Into the Five Nights of Summer. Yeah, and it's like I love that movie. I I still when I look back, I'm like. I wish, like, I kind of wish he'd get another shot at a movie, like a big movie. Yeah, he hasn't really done anything except for, let's see some shows. I was looking him up. Yeah, there's some television, looks like. So. Yeah. That, dude, that's, like, the biggest problem with how they do so many of those big superhero movies now is, like, they take someone who's done, like, two smaller things, and they kind of, it's either, like, sink or swim, where it's like, okay... Uh, if this movie hits it big, we're giving you $200 million to make a big movie. If it hits big, uh, you're going to get nothing but big movies from now on. If it flops, uh, good luck. Yeah, that's like happening. Yeah, last thing they did was a uh, song for Zane. It's like a video he directed. So, okay. whatever the, the kids are calling these days. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know much about I, I know of this person. <laughs> I didn't send you a song, by the way, I heard the other day. So, dude, I I heard a band the other day, and it blew. It was so weird because they were no offense, they were kind of a rip off band, but it was such a, of another band where it, they were essentially a, my, a mindless self indulgence rip off band. However, I was like, I don't hear many mindless self indulgence rip off acts, so I was kind of like, I will give this a chance. I listened to their EP. I mean, yeah, I listened to their EP. I was like, yeah, nope, it's a. Uh, it's I, after saying that I will say their their uh, the name of the band they uh, that sounds rude that's a their rip off act they're not necessarily rip off you can definitely tell they like MSI but the uh, name of the band is Q Bomb they're fuck their art like the art for all their shit is amazing like the art direction for their video and for uh, their EP is incredible uh, and it, they. They have a couple songs that aren't just MSI, but there's a couple the songs. What was called? Uh, Q Bomb. Okay, so I was like, I've heard a car bomb, and I bet. Uh, so. No, yeah, they're they're really cool, but they're like, they, I think they have two singers, and the guy who's just like their straight normal singer doesn't sound like him at all. So whenever he's singing, it sounds like just like a, almost like electronic, almost like a weird electronic emo, like Thursday meets somebody else. I can't think of right now. Uh, but then when uh, their other guy takes over, he sounds a lot like Jimmy Urine. There's a artist named Billy Raffel. I think it's Raffel. I don't really know how to pronounce his last name. But he wrote a song that is inspired by Logan. Oh. Please called do. The Ballad of James Howlett. Like that's yeah. the name of the song. And I was Fuck like, yeah. that can't be what I... It's straight up about Logan. And it's freaking amazing. Um, that's fucking awesome. I need to send you that too, because apparently it's a Sin Colby music day. Yes, so. no, I will, I will take, I will take all good music. I will take it all. Yeah, because yeah, that's all I freaking do is I just listen to tunes and stream them. Yeah, very so often to people. I've so. been, I've been trying to going back and forth finding random stuff like that's uh, uh they're they're bigger now, but uh, like I, I found a band that's an interesting case of love, love, love their live stuff, but. 
they were recording stuff. It's just kind of it doesn't have the same energy. But uh, Kenny Hoopla is that way for me. Where I was actually about to bring him up because I just heard them today. It was really oh really? Like, oh, heard them yet. Yeah, That's fucking crazy. So their live like their their recorded stuff is good, but their live shit is great. Yeah, that's what I saw. Someone, somebody of mine posted a live video. I was literally about to mention this. It's funny you brought up. That's awesome. Because um, I was like, hey, where are these guys yet? Because I just found out. Like, I really like this. Um, it's a weird energy we're getting with like hip-hop and punk rock where it's blending yeah. finally after so many years. Are you, um, are you telling me Limp Biscuit didn't blend up properly? No, but like... <laughs> I am joking. <laughs> yeah, no. I know you are, but I was like, there's a whole interview with Makai from a minor threat I think years ago who's like hip hop is like punk rock to me and it's funny how it's really starting to like show its effects yeah well you're finally I feel like there's this there was this weird shift that happened a couple years ago where it's like a bunch of kids that grew up loving both hip hop and emo I guess honestly probably people like me but are much better on the rap end than me personally Uh, (laughs) but who love who love both emo and hip hop because you got like a lot of shit out of it because you got a lot of Lil Zans and people like that. But you, I feel like hey, man, with, I enjoy some Lil Peep. Hey, Lil, Lil Peep's not bad. But then you had like a oh like wow, I like Wicca Fireburns Eternal or whatever their hit their name full name is. Oh, Wicca Phase Experience. Yes, it's a comic too. Yeah, Wicca Phase. Wow, I like that. I got the I got the name like I almost made the rip off name for him for him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, like. They do great shit. There, uh, you have like Sleep Token, who kind of does, who combines more of that. But now you're getting even more so of people who are focusing more on like growing up on the uh, growing up on the emo side and the rock side and the punk side, and throwing hip hop. But just almost reminding me of like Deftones or MSI and like how they deliver the lyrics, but everything else is not like trying to copy the beats of hip hop. And it works really well, but yeah, Kenny Hoopla was one of the ones where I was listening to their music. And I was like, because I saw their live shit first, and I was, That's what I saw too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, yeah, no, I was like, wow, they're live. Because if you listen to their recorded stuff, they it's kind of like just more programmed instruments and uh, very pro toolsy, which isn't bad. It still sounds good, still listenable. But my god, like their live stuff has this weird energy where it somehow feels like you're listening to a song from the 2000s at the same time as like 2015 at the same time as today. Yeah, they're uh, no, they're they are actually. I feel like I hope they, I hope they continue to gain steam because they are another one where I would love to see live. I'd love to get to meet because they are. Yeah, they definitely seem like they have a cool idea for music. Of cause you're right though. There are so few bands that like honestly can combine hip hop and punk and it not it not end up sounding like. Linton Biscuit or Corn or Lincoln Park or like that era, which again, hey, they paved the way for a lot of shit. Uh, Lincoln Park, still love Lincoln Park, but it still has like there's that there is that sound period where it's like that that new metal sound where it's like okay, which is also weird that that sound is like kind of coming back with certain bands too. But that's a whole nother weird discussion because like I like I love Code Orange. But hearing like very clear like new metal stuff on their new album, and I love the new album, but I, I don't know how I feel about it. Where I'm like, ooh, that is a straight up like corn breakdown. Okay, wow. Uh, where because you have other bands like Deftones who started off that way and almost changed completely into something else. Uh, yeah, Deftones 
first one I don't know as well. Like, I've heard some stuff and I've enjoyed it, but not like actually doing a deep dive. Yeah, they into are as much. I I don't know why they're not one of my favorite bands, but so many people I know adore them. Like my uh, one of my guitarists from my old band played them all the time. Uh, another guitarist I'm really good friends with and a singer I'm good friends with. Uh, shout out to Jackson and Chaney. Uh, they were huge, huge fans of Deftones from uh, everything I remember back in the day. Unless they hate them nowadays, which, sorry if you do now, but you used to love them. Yeah, so I, I, like, I have never been the big fan, but I've always been surrounded by really big fans of theirs. I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I do, I just like, I, lo- I love seeing, like, some new flavors in punk and rock because for so long we were getting, like, you know, the... The, the five finger fruit punch people and all that kind of shit. Where five finger fruit punch, that's good. Yeah, where you were getting all of that kind of stuff. Where it's like, man, you. I, there are so many bands, and man, now it just sounds like the Colby shits on bands moment. But there were so many bands in that time frame. Well, I want to be five finger death punch, Disturbed, uh, Hell yeah, all, all these words. Like they had like one album that was like, hey. They've got a lot. They've got some potential. They're gonna do something cool, and then they found they found like their formula, and you better fucking believe they kept it. They were not yeah. like Disturbed was like we're gonna make some weird albums, cool. They're not gonna, gonna be great, and then like they hit that third album, it's like oh this sold really well. People like it. have ten thousand fifth sounds. Okay, get ready for ten yeah, more years of this. Yeah, that Greg Capullo. Greg Capullo and Todd McFarlane, I will say, saved some Disturbed and Corn albums for me. I can't Which complete. Well, Greg Capullo was an artist. Yeah. Disturbed album. Ooh. Greg Capullo and Todd McFarlane. It's weird that I know Jim Lee's done it too, but uh, it's weird how there aren't like isn't more of a crossover between cover art, especially in the metal and rock world, and uh, comic artist. Yeah, although I will say Capullo did do some cover art for some Five Finger Death Punch, and uh, that, I mean, I feel like we just get like Mike Allred on Flaming Lips. See, that sounds perfect. Out. Like that—that—that's what we would get is things like that. Um, yeah, no, I would love that. I would. Uh, shit, I'm just looking up comic artists who've done album covers. Gerard Way has technically done, done a couple. <laughs> I don't know if that fully oh, counts. Wow, here's a list. Okay. okay, I'm curious here. I, like Hernan- that. A bunch? Who? A bunch of the Hernandez bros have done some stuff. Oh. The Hernandez. I know, but I think... Which doesn't really shock you to think about. Yeah. Oh, man. Here's an awkward one. Uh, Ethan Van Skyver's in a winger, a winger cover. That sounds right. Uh, that, 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 that they can both... Uh, Howard Shaken's done one? Mm. Um, Dennis Cohen did a... Genius and GZA, which makes sense. I think Becky Clooman uh, recently did one for some, like, really out there death metal band. Well, Becky Clooman has really good taste. Like, so good. Yeah, I was going to say, she gets, like, she fucking adores anything in the death metal and extreme metal world. Oh, yeah. A lot of social reference. I'm like, oh, I know this. Oh, this is a cool one. Barry Windsor Smith supposedly did a Birds cover. What? I don't know about this. Hold on, a second. I'm curious. That's an Very, odd one. Just, he's cool as crap, like yeah. art-wise. Birds. Yeah, he did a birds cover. 
for Fuck like yeah. one of their albums. And it, yeah, it's still yeah. Holy shit! Uh, in the, uh, yeah. photo. I didn't know that. I, I didn't, didn't either. I mean, I'm not a giant Barry fan, but like he's cool. So Weapon X is a cool story. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. He's a. He's like when you talk about comic art, like he's one of those names of like he influenced so many people. Yeah, that guy's cool. Yeah, I sent to you. Fuck yeah, I want to look at this. Alan Cross is the cover, apparently. Okay. Oh, wow. That, I have never seen that before. That's crazy. I mean, I only think the... That's like, that, see... Grant Morrison did a cover for something? What is this? Hold on. It's probably some electro... Uh, Rob, quietly and Morrison did uh, some type of cover for something. I may have to buy that just on taste alone. Oh, it's an English songwriter. Hold on a second. Let me see what's going on here. Yeah, the album art was designed by Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly. It's for this guy named uh, Robbie Williams. How the hell have we never heard of this? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's British pop, so like from mid 2000s, so like. Still, I feel like uh, some. We feel like we would have heard about somewhere. I mean, there's a random, like, audio of Grant Morrison on Spotify. You can listen to him just going off about, I think it's one of his uh, clips from his uh, uh, speeches or lectures. Let's see, who else is on here? Charles Burns. Or, I knew about that. Charles Burns did Iggy Pop. Tim McKean did Counting Crows. I knew that one. I will say, I'm I'm slightly disappointed in the cover art for uh, this Robbie Williams. Kind of like... You hear quietly in Morrison, you expect something a oh, yeah. lot more grandiose than that. Oh, totally. I feel the same way. I mean, there's the obvious thing, like Jamie, Jamie Hewlett on Gorillaz. Like, we yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I I almost feel like that that that's in the same category as, like, Broadway on Three Cheers. Yeah. I didn't know Simon Bisley did a Danzig album, though. Yes, he did. I actually, see, I should have known that one. Yeah, he did. He did a couple, I want to say. Because he did a... Uh, the one with the girl on fire on it that I can't yeah. remember the name of the, the, his most so like there's actually a bunch of famous artists who've done stuff which is kind of wild I didn't realize that wow no Alan album like I didn't know that see yeah now you're saying these I'm like man I feel stupid for saying they didn't cause like oh yeah of course there's been more David Giddens the Coolest Shaker I don't know who Coolest Shaker is I've heard the name I can't yeah. remember Coolest Shaker I think that's the name now I'm gonna have to look. Oh yeah, totally, totally Britpop. Like the amount that ends up like, oh, yep, just some random Britpop person. It's psychedelic rock from the late '90s in England. Yeah, yeah Black Laden Crown is a Danzig album that the, the latest one that Bisley did. I think he did another cover art because Bisley does a lot of shit with Danzig. Like half of the comics for Verotica for Danzig's imprint. He write he like draws at least a cover for. Huh. Did you ever read the uh, Simon Bisley comic Alpha Kings? No. So he did this comic a couple years ago. I remember buying it at the shop because it was Young Dan discovering weird art. Yeah. You know that goes. Um. So it was a comic that was pretty much about a beer. <laughs> so it's a uh, it's a comic called Alpha Kings by Simon Bisley. And uh, Brian Azzarello writes it. Apparently, I forgot. Oh fuck! That's a that's a Colby dream team. It's it's really fun, dude. It's just trolls battling other things. I remember much about it growing up. So like, it was weird and like, what is this? Then I sold it because I didn't appreciate what I had. 
I feel like, dude, Bisley is one of those like forgotten names in comics where I think people forget that dude was massive in the nineties. Yeah, I was gonna say Lobo. Lobo sold so fucking well, and I'm like, I'm low key, kind of really excited that uh, it seems like Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder are making it a mission to bring back like that version of Lobo to comics. Yeah, you should look up uh, Alpha King from Image Comics. I'll fucking check that out. Nick Floyd, Brian Azzarella, Simon Bisley, and Ryan Brown. What a um, weird team. Of, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. But yeah, it's it's basically a whole uh, fancy comic that's a beer ad. That is insane. That's uh, it's, it's stupid as crap, but Bisley's, you know, it's like, you know, insanely fun. Yeah, like, I'm all okay. I'm a, yeah, I just added oh. that. I just added that uh, to my wish list. Yeah, wow. I'm going to look at that. I mean, this is my comic shit, but honestly, like, yeah. I don't think it's that expensive. Yeah, no, I, I may, that may be, that may be. Well, a lot of that shit isn't, because, again, that's in that time frame of, like, hey, uh, we print, it's got a lot of people's name on it that are popular, so we printed a shit ton of them out there, and now they're, like, a dollar. Yeah. Um, which, for that matter, I have uh, the Wednesday comics from uh, a couple years ago, my card on my comic shop right now because i really want those there's so many artists i love yeah well that's like uh vertigo used to do those quarterly books uh like color books and I'm on top of those. i know yeah i only have like two of them because gerard did a story in one of them and someone else did a story Fabio in did one. yes and Fabio did one? yeah i think that's a, i think that would be the two i have uh lemire's got a like a black one. There's a bunch of really weird. Oh, five. Oh, do you do uh, my comic shop? So there's five, five percent off Alpha King. Oh hell yeah! All the uh, image book, all the image singles are on sale. I love. Why if you get some spawn stuff in you? Yeah, hell yeah! I so I I use my comic shop every almost every week because they're they're who I buy most of my physical books from when I do buy physical now because uh, they're based in Dallas. So if I order them, I mostly I normally get the books like a day or two later. Next one's my game's best. Yeah, let's see. Alpha King is a, I think it's an image produced thing. Mm-hmm. And let's see, they're going, let's see, very fine, 240, 2% off for most of these issues. Yeah, you should, should yeah. be bad. Yeah, that's If you want to pick up a five issue run Hell about yeah. your commercial. Hell Apparently yeah. There's a trade that's still in stock because nobody cares. Dude, that's my favorite shit where it's like, there are, I will, uh, th- oh fuck, we talked about earlier tonight. Uh, Art Ops and Neverboy. I bought the trade through those. I was at a because I had the singles and I was at a, a comic shop in Lubbock that uh, great. Our, our man, we talk about them the blah blah time. Star Comics, great star, uh, great comic shop there. But they had like their cheaper pile, and because no one cared about that kind of shit except for like me, I went in there and they had them for like five bucks for uh, like all the trades. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, oh yeah. He's like, you yeah, they're five bucks. I was like. Get, I'm fucking buying this shit right now. I can't believe you guys are crazy enough to do this. Yeah, I think because you and I also seek out weird stuff on purpose. I yeah, mean, I guess I guess I forget that not everyone reads comics like we do, where we just want like, what's the weirdest shit you got today? Um, my buddy was going to a different shop, not the one he goes to with me. Um, I would go to his and just buy the random crap off the shelves and hand it to the guy at the counter and he'd be like, really? You're gonna buy that one? Like, yeah, why not? It's mostly what it is. Like, yeah. I'm sitting back and board there so I can always look at the art so the guests who wasn't being good. Wow. Um, 
which I don't love that method, but I understand protecting the books. I just don't care for that method. So I'm okay with the only thing I hate. They're the comic shop here. They they eventually changed it, but they used to charge you more for the bag and board. Yeah, they do that. Too. And sometimes I don't mind. There are times like, dude. Like, yeah, I see. I don't mind if there if it's an option. If they're like, hey, for twenty five cents more, we'll bag and board them all right now. I'm like, okay, whatever. But when it's like they're only bag and board and they're like charging you for, more for that, I'm like, no, I just, I don't, fucking, I'll do it myself. Oh yeah, they're not a, uh, they're not that. Yeah, that's my shop, my shop, because my shop, my main shop, bag and board everything, but they didn't charge any extra, so like I didn't care. But my other, my backup shop here did uh did charge extra for a long time, and it was very annoying. And the only time I bought boards at a shop was because um let's see oh because it was like a magazine size issue like dead earth and i was like hey i'm going to travel can you just like give me a board and they're like yeah sure we got you but yeah there's you, the, the different sizes would always kill me on uh older newer shit on and especially like the type of bag and board that, where you get like because I was bad about back in the day, I didn't know. I just worked at a shop, and I just bought whatever we had for bag and board. So one of the ones I bought were, like, the cheapest ones, and so they're cheaper. So it kind of fucking, uh, they didn't weren't great, and so they hold up like shit because it's basically like a piece of paper holding up paper. Yeah. They're odd. Well, fuck. It is, uh, it is, I just realized what time it is. It's getting late here. Oh, yeah, it is. Crap, it is on both sides of us. And I think I actually have to get up in the morning, so we may have to wrap this up. That's it, really. It's just you and I talking about comics. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, hey, I actual plot. I always that's one thing I love with the show, though. I love this and blah blah both because like I look at the clock, like I literally look down, like oh, it's probably been like it's probably like thirty minutes. I'm like oh, it's been an hour, oh, it's been an hour and a half of just recording. So uh, just recording about nothing. Yeah. People listen to it for some random reason. I know. I'm hey, I'm down. But uh, thank you if you guys are listening out there. Uh, thank you. Leave a comment wherever you're at. Uh, do you have anything you would like to plug before we leave, good sir? Uh, no, not not really. There's nothing to plug because there's nothing going on. <laughs> true. Uh, that's very true. Yeah, I, I know. I said that. I was like, I don't have anything either. So, uh, thank you all for watching. Do, yeah. do more art? I don't know. Yeah, do say. You know what? Uh, go do art. Go take drugs. Go drink, but do it safely. Uh, don't drive. Ever. Don't drive. Just don't drive. COVID's going on. Where are you going? I don't know. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you so much. Yeah.